Hello everyone, this is Isaac Petrie. Welcome to the podcast. Be ready to be encouraged and enlightened as we discuss spiritual solutions for everyday life. Well, hello there, everybody. This is Isaac Petrie. That man in the mirror is. <laughs> Iron Petrie, how you doing, everybody? Man, I hadn't seen you in a in a little bit, bro, and I didn't even notice it. You know, with the mask on last night, you got the, you know, the, the beard thing. Man, both. listen, uh, yeah, it, it is what it is. <laughs> oh, you're looking good, man. You're looking yeah. great. Hello, everybody. Listen. Y'all speak to us. We're going to give just a few moments. We're going to throw all these up on the screen. As you say hello to us, there is Audrey saying, hey, Claudia, good morning to you. Audrey, Claudia. Elizabeth, that's right. Hello, pastors. There's Cheryl. Cheryl, hey, how you doing? Good afternoon to you. There is Charmonique Manning. Yeah, you know, not (laughs) my brand. That's just, <laughs> just, I don't know what it is about it. It's just something about that swoosh that's Victory, it. man. My wife is a, she's a Under Armour. So we be fighting, you know, in the house. But yeah. Hey, Elaine, how you doing? Tamika, how are you doing? And um, hey, Shauna, how are you doing? D- Daryl Wilson, hey. Sir, you need to call me uh, and I'll tell you why when you call me. <laughs> but please, <laughs> I need you to give me and shoot me a text. OK, um, hey, Shauna, um, Daryl Wilson is an amazing man of God. Um, you know, oh, so much to talk about with him. But uh, let me speak to the rest of the people. There's Mo. How you doing, Mo and Chloe? Hey, Mo. Uh, Maureen. Hey, Maureen. Hadn't seen you in a while. Glad to see you here. Oh, we're going to get in some good stuff today. Hey, Carla. Look at Hi, that, Carla. bro. There's Cynthia. Well, we miss you. Her. You need to come hey, back. Cynthia. I think you miss God. <laughs> <laughs> I think you miss God moving to Austin. <laughs> you, need, you need to repray that thing again. Um, but anyway, hey, Cynthia. Hey, Barry Bond. Um from Oklahoma. Bless you, man. Hey, Ed, how you doing? Bless y'all. Hey, Edwin. Hey, there is my hey. brother-in-law. Well, he's just my brother. That's my yeah. brother. What's up, Edwin? You and Amy. Um, um, bro, you remember Edwin? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How can you forget Edwin? <laughs> the moment you meet him, <laughs> you remember yeah. him forever. <laughs> he is that type of personality. Love you, bro. Hey, Pamela Hardy, look, next week we're going to be doing it, doing it big for the Eagles. Amazing, amazing woman of God and, and minister of the gospel, her and her husband. I'm doing a conference with them next week, and so it's going to be amazing. Hey, Angela, good to see you. Um, Felicia, thank you. Um, hey, um, Lawana, hey Lawana, you threw me off with that pick. <laughs> when, when I saw the pick, yeah, I was like, okay, let me make sure that's Lawana. <laughs> she got another profile pick of of a a uh, man in a hat. So uh, thank you, Daryl. I appreciate that. Hey Gloria, just a couple of more. Hey Esther, glad to have you. Shauna McLean, yes, you are our hey. peeps. 
Um, um, oh, JC, man, all the great men of God are on here today. Absolutely. Man, hey, Jermaine. I'm hey, still Carlos. blessed by his word. Oh, man, JC, I yes, told sir. you. They still, we we still eating <laughs> leftovers Bless off of that word you brought to the nation. Hey, Amisha, how you doing? Hadn't seen you in a minute. Um, there is Shar, who is she? Can't hey, wait Char. to get into this conversation. Amen. Well, we're fixing to get rolling. Um, and those, the rest of you that are coming on, bless you. But we're going to get started lest people be like, man, they've talked to people too long. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, it's our broadcast. We'll speak to people if we want to. <laughs> but anyway, hey, real quick, let's dive into it because there's something we want to get into today and we want to be humble about it. We want to be honorable, honorable, honorable about it. But we absolutely want to be honest about it. And that's when we get into this conversation about black conservatives or, or people who who um, have an independent mind of thinking toward political things and why we come up against so much backlash. We fix the push back against that today. But before we dive into that, another debate last night, I must say, that's iron. Yes, sir. There was a debate, an actual debate. <laughs> there was some actual policy talking, some actual conversation going on where it wasn't some, uh, you know, uh, fight shootout at the OK Corral. No. Uh, it was um, very good. A lot of people, based on who you like, will determine who won and who lost the debate. We're not going to get into all of that because I told you beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I thought last week President Trump did, you know, it just wasn't good at all. And then I saw a poll on Telemundo that showed 69% of Hispanics thought he did great and won the debate. So I'm like, what What, what do we know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's about how people see it. And mm -hmm. so tonight, uh, last night, though, was good. I love the content. I love the fact nail one another down on certain things and certain policies that they would enact. It was great. And this is the kind of stuff we need. And I'm hoping to God that the next debate will be a debate of actual substance and stuff. So um, um, talk a little bit about it. Tell me what you think about it. And then we're going to dive on off into a few more things. Oh, I mean, I, I'm like uh, most people. I thought it was a massive improvement in terms of decorum uh, between political um, officials uh, of course, though, I expected it. I mean, I expected Vice President Pence to be his pretty, you know, uh, reserved self. And I expected Kamala Harris to to be herself as well. And I, I thought they would eventually be able to get a little bit further down the road with content than than the first debate was. But no, it wasn't a surprise at all. I thought it was the, the only thing that, <laughs> that seems to have carried over, though, uh, big time from it all was a fly. <laughs> that landed on the head of, of Vice President Pence. Yeah, people are having fun with that fly. Oh, uh, they're having fun with that fly. <laughs> they really are. But no, they they talked about some uh, some really important things, and uh, and I thought it was a really good discussion. And it, it's it's once again it's it's refreshing to see them go back and forth. But you can tell there was still that uh, baseline of civility. So yeah. uh, I know I thought it was good. Yeah. Okay. Let's dive into this because the big elephant in the room when it comes to shows like this, Kingdom Conversation, 
even though I must say we have had 99% of nothing but positive feedback from this show, um, from people who we meet in the streets, from people online, from my inboxes to messages we get, there hasn't been any thing that is really uncivil about because number one, we don't allow it because we keep the conversation up here mm -hmm. at an eagle's you know, altitude where you can't get down into all of that. But um, we wanna talk about black conservatives and 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 how to push through that but just before we do you know i i put a poll out on our page about what matters most to you when it comes to picking a a not just a president but a governor a mayor because these down ballot races are absolutely important i mean congress i mean congress and senate i mean when it, the house and the senate congress that is that is just as big as picking a president because that's basically that governing body is what you're going to have to deal with. There are certain things a president can do by executive order, but for the most part, that agenda is going to get pushed through if you've got the Congress behind you. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about whether it was policy or personality because the contention of people that I talked to and this is really strange is even people that I hear that really are against President Trump. I don't ever hear them talking about Vice President Joe Biden or or what he's doing, what policies they support. Why are they supporting him? Why they're going with it? Well, man, I can't stand Trump. I don't like Trump. And, and, and people have a right to do that. The point I'm trying to make is is that it seems like this whole election is going to boil down to whether you pick personality over policies and platforms. That's that's just the bottom line. That's how it is. It is breaking down. And so talk a little bit about that, because people are are one way or the other. It's person or platform. Bring a little clarity in there one more time. And um, and 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 then we'll move on to this next topic. Well, you know, we had talked about last time how, you know, personality does matter. But at the end of the day, there's a bottom line to to being a president. There's a bottom line to being a public official, period, whether you're serving in the House or Senate or anywhere else. And that is, you know, what are you doing? Uh, it's, it's one thing to talk about how a person talks, how a person carries themselves, how a person presents themselves. All of that's important, yes, that's that's wonderful to have, and, and wouldn't we like to have it all? But at the end of the day, my life is going to be affected by the the you know the consequence of your policy making. That's what I'm gonna live under. That's that's how my money's that's how I'm gonna manage my money. That's how the entrepreneur is gonna be able to deal with or with with their the tax problems or their expenses. That's how you know your your education, that the, the whole thing, you can run the whole gamut. And so the bottom line is the important thing. And unfortunately, a lot of times people I've found don't really vote based on any facts or anything. So it kind of gets washed. You know, people really right. vote on what they believe. They kind of they kind of have a generalized belief about how things are and they kind of go with that. Now, what's really unique uh, about this particular race, I believe, 
And, uh, and I'm just going to go out here for a moment, just giving you my, my personal opinion, <clears throat> is that this, this race has really come down to uh, really President Trump running against himself. And it may sound odd, but I believe, once again, this is my personal opinion. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm ready to hear this. Yeah. Talk, talk about it. And, Come on with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. But no, I really believe that either people are going to vote for him who like him, or they're going to vote against him because they don't. But no one's going to vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> and, here, and here's what. No, and I. <laughs> that's not a joke. That's hey, not a joke. Okay, this is your opinion. I this mean, is my opinion. I mean, I, that's not wanna, a joke. I want to hear this. It, that's not a joke. I feel as though you—you you just said it, though. You just said it when you when you segued into this. You don't hear people talking about him, and that is because he is somewhat of a—he's somewhat of of a placeholder on on the left, and I don't think he's a very attractive candidate to people who are even on the left, and uh, and I think. It's gotten to the point now where it's really about Donald Trump. Do you like him? Do you hate him? And is that enough to motivate you to go to the polls? And so this is why I say he's running against himself. Um, there, there's really no, there is really nothing been presented from Joe Biden's side that makes people say, man, yes, I'm going to vote for that. I'm, I'm, I'm with Joe Biden because of his tax plan. I'm with Joe Biden because of health care. I'm with Joe Biden because... Because, see, in, in Joe Biden's defense, now here's the thing, in his defense, um, he is a man who has served for half of a century in public office. Now, I want people to think about that for a second. Wow. 47 years, that's, that's 50 years, okay? Uh, and so he's going to go, if he wins, he's going to go over 50. Uh, and so here's a man who, with a record that long, what can you say? You see what I mean? It's kind of like, what could you possibly tell people that you don't have a long track record that people can check and see what you will do? Because the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. And like I say, there's a bottom line to governance. You can say everything. You can appear a certain way. You can have all the personality in the world. But what have you done? Because what you have done is indicative of your political philosophy. So it's what you're going to do. And that's why we have parties, because people choose to be a part of parties that align with their political philosophy. Right. And so with him, I think he's kind of um, aside from the fact that it seems as though there's some physical things going on with him where he may not be altogether as sharp as he, he, he needs to be. That's one thing. But another thing is, is I think ultimately this is about love or hate for Donald Trump. And I think that's where it begins and ends with the entire electorate. People are either motivated by what they've seen over the past four years and they say, yes, there's a lot of positives and the positives outweigh the, the personality flaws, the positives outweigh the tweets, the positives outweigh, you know, the fallout of his policymaking is good, even though his personality leaves something to be desired versus those people who look at him and say, oh, no, I just can't stand him because every time he stands up and opens his mouth, I just feel like, oh, and they're going to go voting off of that. And it's, it's really a strange, like I said, this is my personal opinion, but it's really a strange place that I feel like we're in because when you hear people talking about politics, just like you, 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 you know, actually did, people are talking about President Trump, 
even right. if they're not going to vote for him, they're not talking about their candidate. <laughs> they're talking about <laughs> President Trump. And I'm saying it's the weirdest thing. It, it is the craziest thing. And that's why I say it's a real unique race. And that's why this whole personality thing is as big as it is now, because it's not even about the other person. It's about the personality of President Trump. Wow. Well, thank you for your opinion. That was great, man. I um, I tend to agree with it because that's what I've dealt with. And one thing I'm great grateful about is that people are talking about it. You, I've never yeah. heard this about politics. Some people have never been this informed in their life <laughs> because most people just go vote and vote for who they like or who, you know, who they were raised to like or what they were told. But now people are actually getting engaged. And so I love that. Mm -hmm. Second thing is when we put that poll out on our page last week, 99, I want to say, well, let me, let me say 98% of the people who wrote down on this comment section said policies mattered more than personalities. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that was shocking to me because there are some people who um, who are Democrats that watch this, who are going to vote for Joe Biden. But it was yeah. amazing to see how most of the people watching this said that policies matter over personalities. Now, that's my personal opinion, because you can be. You know, as Michael Jackson said, you can be a smooth criminal. <laughs> I mean, you can oh, yeah. have all the personality in the world and and be charming and all that and get in there and enact some of the most wicked, ungodly policies or do things that really derail a nation, open a nation up to to all kinds of things. So I don't, I don't put a lot of stock on that. And then, too, they're just people. Who who because I hear people saying all the time, you know, I don't know how you can support people who have, you know, that type of personality. Everybody is different. You know, I was raised by strong people. My mother, my grandmother, my uncles, they were all strong people in your face. People. <laughs> I mean, listen. When they eulogized my <laughs> grandmother, <laughs> it's a true story. Y'all stay here. We fix to get into black conservatism in just a minute. But when they eulogized mm -hmm. my grandmother, Ida B. Lewis, <laughs> yes, sir. The one her eulogy <laughs> was the fact that she was a strong disciplinarian. Yes. <laughs> I ain't ever seen anybody eulogized <laughs> and actually got it down in the quotes of under things <laughs> that they're going to remember this person by as a strong disciplinarian. Why? Because you would catch a shoe, a stick, <laughs> a stenching cord. <laughs> you would catch anything coming your way. Because, and then I, I, I was in sports and athletics my whole life. And mm -hmm. so I was under tough coaching and coaches getting in your face and pushing you. And then there are military people who are used. Some people are not bothered by strong personality mm -hmm. and some people are. And so now there's a right and wrong in everything. But we're just talking about abrasive, strong um, personality and brashness. A lot of people love that about mm -hmm. President Trump. I mean, people need to understand every time 
they come against um, President Trump in that way or talk about it. They don't understand that people voted him in. He, he didn't just walk into the White House. Over 60 something million of us voted him into office. And so, and so for a vast majority, over half of America, half of, half of America has already said we can deal with this personality as long as you do the work and you, and you keep your word in these policies. And so that's what you're going to have to decide. And so now, Pastor Iron, there's something that though needs to be dealt with because I'm finding out when you do say you're going to vote for President Trump or or just a Republican period mm -hmm. that you are running up against backlash and you have to always explain to people why it is you're doing it. And some people are so afraid of the backlash, they won't even tell anybody. They're afraid to talk about it. They, If you're African-American, you cannot vote for anybody else than a Democrat. And if you do, then why did you do that? And you have to explain it to people or feel the need. Now, me and you are cut from a little different cloth because we've been in this political sphere for a minute. So we've dealt with this um, all the time. So it doesn't bother us. We push through it. Matter of fact, uh, um, you know, and they're done that, got all the criticism, um, you know, and all of that stuff. But for most people, they're finding out that they, they're timid to tell people. And the reason is, is because if you are an African-American or a black conservative, you are running up against 95% of your race when it comes to an ideology. Number one, how did that happen? How did we get to the point as a race where basically the whole race looks from a political lens at one party? And then how do we push people who have their own individual thinking, who, 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 who loves the agenda of what the Republican Party is producing over the Democrat and choose to go against the grain? Then how do they push through that and, and, and talk about how they how they need to stand up and come out of that? You know, because I could do it easily, but you explain stuff so much better. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, OK, uh, we, we see a, we see a, 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 a comment. We're going to have to get off the screen. Uh, matter of fact, Char is so good. She already got it off. I saw it pop up and it was gone. Listen. If you come on this screen and you talk about President Trump or President or Vice President Biden in a derogatory way, you're going to get deleted. Don't waste your time even typing it. Just don't don't do it because we ain't putting up with that foolishness on our page. Either you're going to be respectful or you're not going to be able to comment on this page. We kingdom people. So now go for it. Um, now, was the I, comment? Yeah, of course, I don't see these comments. Was no, the comment you know, about President it, um, Trump or said, uh, 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 um, 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 I don't know. Um, but but maybe Shark Shark needs to get on 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 the job. <laughs> Make sure you clean my page up, Shark. Okay, go ahead. 
Um, you know what? The, the, the points of origin have been talked about about this ad, ad nauseum, and it's hard to really pinpoint when and where uh, we as a race moved dramatically toward the Democratic Party. Some have located it in the 1930s under Franklin Delano Roosevelt during the, the New Deal and all of the, the social programs that he was offering. Um, some have tried to pinpoint it around the, the 60s and so forth. Um, we know that the civil rights movement was probably not as monolithic as we might think it would be politically because, of course, Dr. King was Republican. Uh, the, the history of Black people in this country in terms of emerging from slavery, emerging from Jim Crow, uh, have been, if, if they were not Republican, which many of them were, and many of our first Black uh, public officials were all Republican. Mm -hmm. um, black people. But... But at the end of the day, if they weren't Republican, they believed in conservative principles or values that are supposed to be, to be uh, a part of the Republican Party. So when it all changed is one of those things where people debate about that back and forth. Irregardless of the point of origin, now we see it writ large that, you know, there is this monolithic view of how you ought to engage civically and that voting Democrat is almost a product of inertia. You, you, think about, you think about how that as a black person, you don't have to explain how you're going to vote unless you're going to vote Republican. Now, right. I won't be able to think about that for a second because that, that to me is a very insightful thing that I don't even have to I don't have to be able to articulate a reason for voting Democrat. Now think about that. Then mm. we, we actually could just live our lives and never be questioned, but you get questioned if you vote Republican. Right. So therefore the, the black person who, who votes Republican or who, who votes conservative, they get grilled with a thousand questions. And by and large, that black person is going to have to be somewhat up on the events and the policies and what's going on because they're going to get grilled. They're going mm -hmm. to get talked about. And if you're a Democrat, though, you don't. You don't. So it, it, it speaks to this fact that as black people, you can actually live your entire life not really being abreast of what's going on civically because you don't have to. You never really have to to you because you're never going to be asked. If I if I came out and told you I'm voting Biden Harris. Nobody would question why whatsoever. They would let me go right. on, you know. And so when that started, I don't know, but I know that it's here now. And what has to happen is that as black people, we have to realize that there is nothing, I don't think, more politically um, undermining than to make yourself a one-party people in a two-party system. Because what happens in essence is one party believes that they can't tell you anything because you're already baked in on the other side. But the other side that you do agree with feels like they can say anything to you because you're already sold out to them. So you exist in like a political no man's land where really nobody takes you seriously. The Republicans have to sit back and say, well, they ain't gonna, they're not going to listen to anything we say. We're racist to them. So there's nothing we could possibly articulate whatsoever to move the needle. And the Democrats right. are going to come along every four years and they're going to say everything they think you want to hear. And they're going to have flubs and little things like, 
where, where Hillary Clinton starts speaking with kind of a, a Southern accent in church. And you're going to get Joe Biden saying you ain't black if you don't vote for him. You're going to get all these little things. Why? Because you're invisible. <laughs> and this is what black people have done. We've kind mm. of made ourselves invisible in the political process. When you make yourself that one party people in a two party system, you should at least be honest enough to say, no, I'm going to look at the itemized issues going on in my country and I'm going to act as though they're, they're going to matter to me. I'm not going to sit here and give my loyalty to any one party just blindly and kind of walk in lockstep because that is what you're seeing. You're seeing black people come out and say, you know what? We have been doing this now for over half of a century. We have been doing this now for a very long time. And we're still in 2020 talking about needing the same things done. We're still talking about all of the, the hot button issues of race, of criminal justice reform, of, of, of uh, uh, employment opportunity, housing. We're still talking about all of the same things. And we've been loyal for over half of a century. So now we're at a place where now black people are saying, you know what, maybe it's not insanity to go vote for Donald Trump because the the universal general generally accepted definition for insanity is what doing the same thing expecting something different so you're not insane for voting for Trump you're more or less qualifying for insanity to keep down the political track your own and you still haven't seen what you say you want to see and so people are starting to question all of these things and 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 so for me I think black people just have to learn how to to say to themselves, it's okay to think with my own mind, which I think they know that. That's why I think a lot of elections turn out differently than what polls say, because people go into the privacy of that ballot uh, box and that polling place, and they vote differently than what they say in the barbershop, because they know in the barbershop they're going to get assaulted <laughs> if they come out and say something. So they keep it to themselves, and they go in there, and they vote a different way. And that's why things usually turn out differently. And I suspect they're actually going to do that in this particular election as well, because the environment is so vitriolic. People are not allowing any form of individuality. You're either you're either in or you're out. And that's it. And 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 I think people recognize that when we resort to that type of uh, that type of domineering and bullying, so to speak, that when we resort to those things, I think people see that evidently there's not anything that I should be voting for. And, I, and that's why I go back to what I said earlier about my personal opinion. Uh, I'm disappointed in the fact that Joe Biden, they have not given anything to the American people to vote for. Now, someone who may want to challenge me on that can do that. And I, I'm, I'm up for that challenge. But I have not heard one single thing that they make me say, oh, OK, I can vote for that. And that's because they're using the race issue to try and pull all of their votes just off that one issue like people will say to people who vote on the right well you vote for for you you you're pro-life so the abortion issue you're a single issue voter well how are you not a single issue voter voting for joe biden because the only issue i see there that's being raised is race <laughs> i can't see a single thing and like i say this is me coming out telling you just to run out because i'm because i'm tired of the the the, yeah. the meandering around. People just need to have honest conversations. I can't see any economic mm. policy. Wow. I can't see healthcare policy. I can't see foreign foreign policy. I can't see any form of of speaking out about this social unrest and the fact wait, that wait, the people wait, are being wait, 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 
wait a minute. Go go back to that one point because that was the way you said that. People, if if you are like an evangelical mm -hmm. or somebody, and you say abortion, yeah, is the thing that matters most to me. You and people will say you're a single issue voter. Yeah, but you just said for most Amer African Americans, Democrats always talk about race. And 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 they feel like that one issue alone will get the vote of black people. Mm -hmm. You're saying that's also single issue voting, too, because you're not even looking at the bigger picture of anything else. No, I mean, bro, let, let, let me just let me just put it out here. OK, we've talked about criminal justice reform for how long? Long time. And and this administration, the Trump administration that we all seem to have problems with, they got something done in a bipartisan way. Van Jones, uh, who is a, who's a man who's been very critical of President Trump, who he was a part of it. There are other people who have been a part of it. We talk about the the economy and how well black people, Hispanics were doing. Everybody was doing this kind of pre-COVID-19. Um, we talk about, um, whoa, oh my gosh, we, we can talk about the, the income of blacks in terms of what happened uh, prior to President Trump under eight years of President Obama that we all love. But black people were down in every economic indicator. We had a very slow uh, return in, in terms of our economy. He comes in and all these positive things start happening economically. They start happening socially. We start seeing all, I mean, you could go down one thing after the other, and I don't want to fill up this whole uh, podcast with that, but you could go down one thing after the other that has happened positive across the board in this country, right? But he's not Democrat. So, so therefore, we have to kind of look away from those things. And, and now that, uh, you know, they're, they're using race and what happened with the police and George Floyd and what happened with Breonna Taylor and, and, and several others, now that's used as a political, uh, that, that's really the policy. There, there's really nothing else there. And so that's why I say we're becoming single issue voters. We can say we're not, but there's very little <laughs> that you can point to on the side of the left that makes you say, yes, I wanna vote for this. You, that, that's, it's, not, it's just not there. Wow. But, the, but what is there is the issue of race and the accusation of Donald Trump being a racist. And that's the single issue that is there. And so we can't, you know, blame people for being single issue voters who say they're pro-life and not be honest about the fact that we're being single issue voters on the left as black people when it comes to race. It's just wow. it's just the reality. And, and it's time for us to be honest enough to, to, to vet that out. And, and, and man, that was just an amazing explanation across the board, man. I'm glad I just wanted to give you that time. I want to come along and say, listen, if you're African-American, you black and and you want to vote for conservative principles. And they seem to be in the Republican Party. You don't owe nobody any explanation. No, you just don't. I mean, that's just the apostolic side of me, <laughs> you know, because because people vote for who they want to. And they they no pressure is put on them to explain 
their views on abortion and same-sex marriage and and taxation and all of those things. And they can have the freedom to vote for whoever they want to. We have the freedom to vote for whoever we want to, too. And you don't owe anybody an explanation. And, and I love the pushback that's starting to happen. Black people are not monolithic. We are not all the same. People will say, um, you know, yeah, but how do you vote for Trump? It, listen, it ain't even about Trump. I told somebody the other day because they were like, I don't know how anybody would vote for Trump. And I say, see, the issue is, is that's all you see. All you see is Trump. A, a lot of us are not even into him like that. I don't no. care whether your name is Trump or whether your name is Trump <laughs> or whether your name is Bush, Romney, Obama, whether your name is Clinton. I don't care what your name is. I'm talking about Isaac Petrie. I'm looking at what you do. And, and the rest of it, I don't even have to be bothered with. I do not believe that his administration is racist because all of that's just because that's what they said about every administration. Bush was racist. No, yeah. I, I remember after Katrina, he was a racist. I remember when McCain was a racist. I remember when Mitt Romney, with what he said about the percentage of people that are, he was racist. And now that race card, there is a group of us that are not rolling with the media on all of these racial things, you know, all of that stuff about Charlottesville. You know, the amazing thing about me is it's that Charlottesville started all of this. And I'm just talking about black conservative views. Charlottesville is the it's the tipping point of all of this. Yeah. He said there were good people on both sides. And everybody that I have talked to personally that told me that I asked them one question. I says, have you listened to the whole interview that day? Did you listen to the press conference? Well, no, I didn't. I say, well, then how do you know what he said? Go listen to the interview because the whole premise was that he said there were good people on both sides and that he didn't condemn the neo-Nazis and the KKK. And when you watch the whole interview, he clearly did it. And so the media edited all of that out, started this fire, and now people, well, it, it well, it's listen, I'm only talking from a black conservative standpoint. The issue is this. There are some of us that dig deeper into all of this than just talking and rhetoric and all of that. I care about what you do. And there are so many African-Americans that I know personally that work in the White House, work in the administration. So I don't get my news from CNN or I don't get it from Fox. I get it from people that are men and women of God. They're in that administration and they wouldn't be in it supporting any type of racism or any of those things. And so black conservatives, don't let people push you into that. Because people feel like if they can ban your racist or you supporting racist, then you're supposed to shut down everything else in your brain. And just by just that accusation or some sound bites, you just stop seeing the whole world. Well, there's a group. There's a group of us that are not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that anymore. 
because these things need to be, you need to be informed about what you're voting for, the policies, the platforms, and see if they support your moral fiber or your consciousness or the vision for a nation. And so I just want to say for those, don't be intimidated. You're your own person. You, you have the right to vote for who you want to vote Absolutely. for. And so you don't owe the black race no explanation. You don't know. You know, I know churches. I know churches that that are under so much pressure from their congregation, because if they say they're going to vote for for President Trump and, and, and when we talk about President Trump, we're talking about his his administration. We're talking about his agenda. We're not talking about the person. We're talking about what he is going to enact. They can't even say it. And they're the pastor. They're the pastor of the church. <laughs> and they can't say that with fear of backlash and members leaving. Like we as pastors are supposed to support the members while they can vote for whoever they want to. They can do whatever they want to. We preach the gospel to them. They can live however they want to. And we still got to be there for them. Still got to support them. Still got to teach them. Still got to preach to them. And then you come out and say, well, I'm voting for Republican and they leave. See, see, this is what we tell people at Christ Nation's Church. We got nine doors to this building <laughs> and any one of them will get you to the street <laughs> because there is no way I am going to be hijacked by a membership to strip me of my own individual um, um, thoughts and feelings about so this stuff is out of control. It's just out of control and somebody needs to say it is time for the Christian church to stop all of this. I'm talking dominantly to the world. If you're black, you are an individual. You do what matters to you. And what I'm finding out is that these um these um, platforms like ours and other platforms are really giving people the freedom to say what they've always felt, but they're just too fearful to deal with it. Yeah. And but so if there are people who can overlook President Trump's personality and vote for his policies and his vision for a nation, good for them. If there are people who can't deal with his personality and say, I don't care what his policies say, I am not supporting him. Good for you. That's called being a human being. Mm -hmm. And so let's stop. Let's let's just grow up. Let's just grow up and stay out of people's business. I mean, the vote is sacred. It's individual. You vote for whatever matters to you. Kingdom conversations is where we talk about things from our perspective. We're godly. We're honorable. We don't um, um, say anything demeaning about anybody or anything mm -hmm. and pastor after pastor and person after person who are losing their families, their friends, their relationships, strife in their churches and homes it's over sad, who vote for it. This is ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Taking your black card from you and and, and blackballing you, you ain't black, you ain't out of the race, you ain't, listen, we're better than that. We're better than that. Listen, I'm out of time. It's 45 mm -hmm. minutes. And so I just want to encourage everybody 
you should be proud about your vote, period. And another thing that needs to happen while I'm on it, quit sending people to hell for who they're voting for. <laughs> I ain't nobody going to hell because of no vote. <laughs> I mean, as strong as you feel these issues are, and there are some serious issues um, that are biblically uh, sound and grounded that are clearly violated. God's got grace. God's got mercy for everybody. God, God. And so church, just quit condemning people. Quit calling out people. You have your own views. You can share them, but you cannot force them on other people or condemn other people. You can't speak for God on the behalf of what he'll, he will or will not do to another person. So if people on, vote for Biden and Harris, I think you go in heaven. I think you're still going to make it. <laughs> you're going to be all right. <laughs> I think you're going to make politics is not an exact science. I still think you're going to make it in, <laughs> you know. And so and if you vote for President Trump, you're going to make it in. I promise you, you're going to make it into heaven. So uh, this is Kingdom Conversations, and I approve this message. <laughs> hey, we got to go. <laughs> Y'all be blessed, and uh, we'll see you. Hey, listen, tonight, before I go, I'm glad I remembered. I have got a seminar tonight at 8 p.m. Central Time. It's about destiny entrepreneurship with Marquita Miller Joshua. And it is going to be amazing. She is an amazing woman of God, um, sought after speaker, um, just got a book called Faithpreneur, not entrepreneur, but faithpreneur. And it we're going to dive into it. So if you're an entrepreneur, business person, you've got your own, you, you feel like you have an entrepreneurial call on your life, or you just have a vision a dream, a destiny, a goal tonight at 8 p.m. Central Time. Join me on my page, Facebook Live. She's coming, no registration, none of that. We're going to put it out there. And then you are going to be um, asked to bless her if she was a blessing to your life. But we didn't want to charge nothing for it because we want you to get this information because I believe we're coming to the end of this COVID-19 thing and when things open up, you got to get ready to go and reclaim everything that the enemy tried to steal from you. And so share this, share this information. I want you to share it. I want you to share it because this is the way we get it out um, to people so that more people can hear this type of kingdom conversation. Walk in love, honor one another. I pray you were blessed by today's podcast. Take a moment and subscribe to it and review it and share it with someone else so that we can stay connected. Be blessed.